When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is KG a potential buyer? I mean, he's clearly interested. He put it out there on Instagram today, Glenn, that, that he's interested. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, he, uh, I only know what you know and that he said that uh, he would like to be. But, I mean, I don't think he has the money to be the point guy. So, I mean, he would need I, he I, would need the people around him. Yeah, I don't know that. Oh, that's juicy stuff from our guy Doogie. And uh, we're going to play a couple more clips. Doogie talking to Glenn Taylor, 5 Eyewitness News discussion yesterday. The big story, Glenn Taylor is going to sell the Timberwolves. It's probably going to happen in the next two months. The Wilfs and Kevin Garnett. But first, let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard. If you can't afford a basketball team, maybe you can afford one of these 2020 RAV4s for just $249 a month. 1.9% financing for 60 months would be your other option. Or if you're looking for a Camry, you can lease one for just $209 a month. A 2020 Camry. Again, if you you don't have the $1.2 billion to buy the Wolves, stop in on the corner of 694 Brooklyn Boulevard. Get yourself into a brand new Toyota. Durability, safety features, technology, and a place my family and I have been going to for 30-plus years. Also, the website is LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. We have uh, perhaps four different groups, or seven different groups, that uh, have uh, showed a real strong interest in doing all of the things uh, that we were talking about, keeping the team here, you know, building the future, working with this young team. In this particular case, though, it hasn't been anything that I've said. Each of those uh, groups have asked that I would keep a uh, substantial investment in the club. Oh, boy. Adam Schefter dropped the Wilf bomb yesterday after Kevin Garnett posted on his own personal Instagram account that he was in the mix with a group to buy the Timberwolves. And uh, Sportico was the first publication to put any of this out there yesterday afternoon. So here's what we know. Glenn Taylor himself told our own Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Scoop podcast, he is looking to sell the team. This is not a drill like we've seen in the past five years or so. There are seven different interested groups. One of them is the Wilfs. Another one is a group that includes Kevin Garnett. Judd Zolgad. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts on that? I actually think if either one of those scenarios played out, Wilfs or a KG group, there's some great positives to be had. Maybe a couple negatives here I and there, I have one too. thing to say. Where the hell did this all come from? Like, the Wolves were done, right? Like, the Wild's coming back, and the Twins are going to start, and the Vikings are going to start training camp, and the Lynx are coming back, and the soccer team, the Loons are playing, and you're like, okay, the one team we're done with for a while here, right? The Wolves. And then this, we, we get not one, not two, but three scoops. Taylor selling, which does not come as a shock, but we certainly did not know as Sportico reported, that he supposedly might be a month away from selling, yeah. right? Sounds like like by September this yeah. is happening. And then KG comes in, and then the Wilfs do. I will say this about KG, and we don't know who his group is, or as Doug said, we certainly don't know how much investment Kevin would actually have in the team itself. But I would say this, as a Wolves fan, both of the KG report and the Wilfs report would make me excited. Yeah. Because I think that both both are very different in what the end result could be. KG is a bit of a wild card, Phil. But if you are a long-time, and that means you are a long-suffering Phil Mackey, Wolves fan, 
I don't think there's a negative to what you read or saw last night. Kevin Garnett tweeted yesterday. His account is, I don't think he's had this account very long. There's only like 50,000 followers, but his account is at Kevin Garnett 5KG. My passion for the Minnesota Timberwolves to be a championship team is well known, but I have a deeper affection for the city of Minneapolis. I once again want to see Minneapolis as the diverse and loving community that I know that it is. No two people love the city more than myself and Glenn Taylor. And I look forward to trying to work with him to achieve my dream. This is a far cry. A far cry from Kevin Garnett taking giant public you-know-whats on Glenn Taylor. Glenn, and Glenn Taylor's... doesn't know bleep about basketball. Right. And that's like not even the tip of the iceberg for some of the things that Kevin Garnett has said about Glenn Taylor. But um, but obviously there's an opening to buy the team here. Kevin Garnett wouldn't have enough on his own. He wouldn't be able like he doesn't have a one point two right. billion dollar net worth on his own to be able to purchase the Timberwolves um, or whatever net worth you would need to finance one point two billion dollars to buy a, a basketball team. But obviously he's trying to do some repair work publicly here to build a bridge to potentially Glenn Taylor selling the team. Uh, I don't think, according to everything I've read and seen, I don't think Kevin Garnett is involved in the Wilf ownership group. It wouldn't make sense no. that he would be. The Wolves don't. don't need his money I to agree. make that purchase. They do not. And uh, they probably don't. Like I, Now, if the Wolves bought the team, maybe it's the best of both worlds. Could the Wolves buy the team? We know that they are great professional sports owners. What they've done with the Vikings, and the, the Vikings are very well run. The Vikings are always a winning team. They're always interesting. They've yep. got great infrastructure. Yep. Would the Wolves buy the team and then bring KG, maybe maybe give him a slice of ownership and some sort of responsibility as a public figure on behalf of the Timberwolves? That might be the best case scenario. The Wolves have done, and we, we've seen this with um, since they bought the Vikings in 2005. The Wolves deserve credit. And you can quibble with their business practices, okay? And we can quibble with the stadiums. I get all that. But if you are a Vikings fan and you think about what the Wilfs have done right, their work with the Vikings alumni and to get them back has been, for the most part, absolutely fantastic. And so my guess is if KG does not get the team, that the Wilfs will go to great lengths to somehow incorporate him, involve him. I I don't know if that would mean a financial stake in things. But, but, you know, and we've talked about this on on the show a lot. I do think the one thing that the Wilfs would do if they get their hands on this team, and I think they do a lot of things, um, is to get KG back in and we get yes. that damn 21 to the rafters. And Phil, I can't tell you how important I think that is. He is he is not just the best player in, in what has been mostly your putrid franchise history. He is easily the greatest player. And, and he's popular, and to not have him associated with this team now, to me, is really detrimental and not good. And so I do believe that the Wills would bend over backwards to somehow, way, shape, or form, make Garnett feel welcome, and that would be a huge step in my opinion. Yeah, the Wilfs have done an amazing job creating that vibe with the Vikings, right? Now, now obviously, there hasn't been... Something to repair on the level of like KG Glenn Taylor. The, like the Wilfs have never had to come in and be like, oh man, Randy Moss has been estranged from the Vikings for 10 years. You know, but, but, but so they've done a great job of creating an environment in and around the games, in and around the Ring of Honor, right? Gatherings and whatnot. Absolutely. And whenever they have these events, Randy Moss will come back. Chris Carter comes back. Like the legendary figures of the organization, John Randall. The old these school guys. Are, guys. They're the all real around. Old school. Absolutely. They're all around. They're all embraced. And yep. it's, it's all part of the fabric of Vikings football. And, and the Timberwolves don't have nearly the legacy or, the, or the, you know, just the number of Hall of Fame caliber players. They really only have Kevin Garnett. You can maybe make a case for, like, at some point, Kevin Love or, I don't know, maybe Wally Zerbiak or something. Right, but, like that's, that's, you know, but we don't really care that much about but that. But, like, start with Kevin Garnett and yep. make it happen. So, yeah, this is – it's exciting. And I, I don't want to turn this into a dump on Glenn Taylor Fest because I think our show has done a lot of that over the last six or seven years or so. Yep. But the facts don't lie. Like, he's he's definitely not, like, the sleazy bad owner that a Donald Sterling is or some of these guys you see, like the Cleveland Browns, the Haslams or whatever, mm-hmm. or the Hazlitts, whatever their name is. Haslam. Jimmy Haslam. Uh, but Glenn Taylor, in terms of running a basketball organization, has had many more whiffs than connections. I think Flip Saunders has always been, his his in terms of, like, putting someone in charge to run the whole thing, trustworthy. Flip Saunders was a hit, obviously, and I actually think I actually think Gerson Rosas is a hit 
I think yeah. Ethan Casson as the CEO, I think these guys are hits. And so if Glenn Taylor's last piece of work here in 25 years is putting the right people in charge, getting the train back on the tracks, having a great front office structure, and selling it to a group that keeps the team in Minnesota, I think it goes along with doesn't erase all of the terrible years of Wolves basketball and bad decisions and wasted time and wasted KG and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it at least ends his tenure on a crescendo, and he can hand the baton off and, and maybe hand it off to an era of relevant Timberwolves basketball. And Glenn, That's my hope. Glenn's problem right now is he still obviously is incredibly rich, but his problem is this. Pre-pandemic, the sports dollar in this town was stretched incredibly thin, right? His team last in the NBA in attendance, really once again, for the most part, for now, off the fan map here as far as fans and corporations went. Post-pandemic, it's going to get worse. And so so the Wilfs, or KG especially, would put an instant shot of enthusiasm into a team that I believe is on the right path, but it's going to take some time, right? Yep. D'Angelo and Cat, and that's all going to take time. And if it works, that's great. But there's going to be post-pandemic, uh, you know, I might go to the Twins game or I might stay home because I lost my job or my salary got cut. And so I think the one thing that Glenn might be wisely examining here is if I run this thing back next season, no changes, my team. Fans are going to be like, okay, dude, and the attendance is going to be 8,000, just very low. So I do think the KG thing has an immediate opportunity for bang, instant impact. Fans are excited. I mean, can you, if if opening night of 2021, Kevin Garnett walks out to the middle of that floor, what the excitement is? Oh I mean, Cat, D'Angelo, nice players. Can't, can't come within anything of the excitement. Phil, the most exciting Wolves night that I would say that, that we've seen since we started doing this show, and this includes the playoffs, was the night that we sat in Florida and watched KG play against the Wizards, against Washington. Yeah. And if you think about the the energy from the 18,000 or so there that night was coming through a TV, and we were in bleeping Florida. With the volume down. Yeah, exactly right. So <laughs> at, a, at Shoeless Joe's sports bar. So if KG comes wings. in. You, you've got now an instant shot of, oh, let's check the Wolves out possibly. Yeah. I don't think, by the way, I think it would be a mistake for KG. to like, KG can be abrasive behind the scenes. He can, he's, he's, like There are a lot of people that will tell you stories about how he can be tough to work with behind the scenes. I don't think he's the bring everyone together visionary leader, but I think him in a role that fits his strengths, <laughs> yes, exactly. him as a point person yes, publicly... Right. And him helping with player development and things like that, like sign me up for that. Him, him being in that building is a huge step. Yep. Now, now the Wilfs though, the Wilfs because they're patient and very smart. The long play there could be very in- intriguing. And I tweeted this last night and got immediate pushback. But I'm telling you, the Wilfs long play, I think, would be to build a new arena near U.S. Bank Stadium. Well, they bought all that. Don't they, they own, own a lot of the land plaza there, land? I think. Yes, it's, it's I just, think they do. It's just literally like but grass think about for that. four blocks. You can do. You can redo Target Center all you want, and you can put as much lipstick on that pig as possible, <laughs> and you can put as much glass outside. And from the outside, it does yeah. look good now. But inside, fundamental flaws. More seats upstairs than down. Nice architecture. What idiots. And the second thing is you can't change the suites. Like the suites can't be redone as as far as let's put 25 more in, right? Yep. And some, like you go to some of these other arenas and there are like full, three full bars in the concourse and stuff. And you don't really have that at Target Center. So Um, the other thing too, uh, I just think with the Wilfs, they're, they're very shrewd. They understand. Valuable long-term investments. The NBA is a valuable long-term investment. The NBA is the most popular rising sport the last 10 years in this country. Mm -hmm. It's not quite NFL popularity, but it's on the way, and they don't have like CTE concussion issues to worry about long-term, like some of the erosion we're seeing with young football player attendance. So, you know, for them to buy in is not that shocking. Declan, real quick, I want to give you, you're wearing your Kevin Garnett, uh, looks like one of those, uh, yeah, the the Prince Prince jersey. So, I've been a long-suffering Wolves fan. What 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 do you think if if KG was involved as an owner and or if the Wolves bought 
the team. What do you, what's your take on it? I'm all in. I'm back in on basketball. I, I have been mostly checked out of this franchise since he got <laughs> traded to Boston. Um, I have great memories of, of being a young pup, pun intended, watching the Timberwolves. And I remember their run to the Western Conference Finals, and I believe what he could do if he also surrounds himself with the right people. Like, he can be the principal owner, that's fine. But I also don't think he's going to, like, strong arm. I think he's going to put himself around people that will make good decisions. And this franchise needs it, man. I mean, this franchise is just inept for years. They need a shot in the arm like this, and KG would be able to provide that. Yep. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I hope the timeline is as sort of advertised here where this could you happen want by out as quick as possible for him to sell. <laughs> I mean, I've said all I need to say about Glenn as a as a basketball owner, and but I'll tell you, I, I think he nailed Gerson. I think he I think he got it right with with the structure of the front office, yeah. and so that's the thing we've been begging for for a long time. And if he sells to a group that elevates the interest and keeps the team in the Twin Cities, all right, like but let bygones be bygones and let this thing move. And forward he and saved the sport here too. In 1994. Yes. Yep. He saved that team. Yep. So, all right. Um, we've got other things to get to on the show here today, uh, including write that down predictions on this Wednesday. But first, a quick word for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. We're going to talk to Eno Saris about his uh, Twins offense versus Indians offense. Uh, bold take. So we'll get him on the line here in a second. But let's talk about Federated. They've been helping out Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily here in all of Score North during this pandemic period and keeping us afloat and keeping businesses afloat as well. Think about this, like the last four months are maybe the craziest, most tumultuous time possibly in your career or life as a business owner out there. And it might not flip a switch and change overnight. So if you need peace of mind, frontline protection, you can count on the people at Federated Insurance with over 100 plus years of experience based in Owatonna, Minnesota to stand behind you. Federatedinsurance.com is where you can go to find your local representative. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. All right, welcome back, Mackie and Judd here. And don't forget, you can find our YouTube channel. Well, we have two YouTube channels now. Vikings-specific content, youtube.com slash score north. Almost to 9,000 subs on that. So thank you to everyone who has clicked the subscribe button. We just launched a new Mackie and Judd YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash Mackie Judd. Our next guest uh, has been a friend of Score North Live the last year. So Eno Saris, baseball analytics writer for The Athletic. And uh, Eno... It's not just a coincidence that we decided to lick our finger and stick it into the wind. And so we should get Eno on today. We saw your hot, bold take about the Indians' bats versus the Twins' bats and would like to uh, to discuss this with <laughs> We're you. very offended, Eno. You, very you, upset here. You think that the dead ball era is returning to target field alone in the AL Central, and that the Indians are going to uh, are going to swat more home runs and runs. So what, what's your take? Give it to us. Well, it's uh, a couple things. Well, early on, actually, in first in spring training part one, uh, Masahiro Tanaka and a couple other people did say that they thought that the ball felt different. And the Twins have made the biggest bet in baseball on fly balls. They have the largest launch angle. They uh, hit more fly balls than anybody. So if there is a return to a 2018 or 2017 ball, uh, that would hurt their power. Um but it's more about the fact that I think there were about five twins that had career years last year with the stick. And I just feel like there's going to be a little bit of regression in those guys. And I wonder uh, if Donaldson is going to cover regression from five guys. So I, I don't know which of the guys is in particular is going to regress. I think, you know, it's a good bet that Nelson Cruz would, given his age uh, and the fact that he just had a career year that's kind of amazing. Um, in terms of uh, you know his league adjusted uh, numbers, um, but uh, could be could be anybody, could be a couple of them, could be nobody, and I could be totally wrong. Uh, but there's also just some bats on the Indian side that I like, and I think that they are going to have positive regression. You look at Lindor and Ramirez in particular; they had one of their worst years. Both had their worst years of their careers last year. So off that point, how good do you think overall? Cleveland is because it certainly seems like the White Sox are coming. So, do you think Cleveland is still a notch above the White Sox and right next to the Twins? Or if if you had to stack up uh, the American League Central, how do you see the teams ranking right now going into the season? Yeah, I think it's easily still uh, those two at the top, uh, and a little bit of a gap for the White Sox. So the thing about the White Sox is, as much as I love their young hitting, and it reminds me a little bit of the Twins. Because they've got like six or seven um, guys that are under 27, and that's kind of how the Twins uh, started their run. Um, the thing about the White Sox is, you know, I really respect 
the pitching minds in the Minnesota Twins organization. Uh, they've got Josh Kalk, who's just an amazing front office executive that has done a lot when it comes to pitching. Um, and uh, their pitching coaches have been great, and they've done a lot with uh, with the guys that they've gotten in. Um, so I just don't necessarily see that same pipeline in Chicago. And other than Lucas Giolito, I'm worried about the pitching in Chicago in general, and I'm not sure that they have the sort of uh, player development process in place. Because even Giolito, as good as he is, uh, he got better, a lot better when he went back to his high school coach as opposed to going within the organization. You know, I'd like to go a little deeper on, because I, I agree, I think what we've seen the last two or three years in the Derek Falvey, Thad Levine front office and player development structure compared to uh, the end, at least the end of the Terry Ryan regime, is just night and day. I think they've gone from being probably a bottom five development analytics organization to maybe even like top five from what you know and and from what you've seen compared to other organizations, what is it that makes the Twins closer to the top of that list in 2020? Uh, well, I mean, there is a collection of minds. I mean, they did went they went out and they invested in uh, some of the best executives. Uh, you know, taking Josh Koff away from the Tampa Bay Rays probably wasn't easy. Probably cost a little bit of money. Um, and, and they had to put him in a position where everyone listened to him, so they had to give him a new title and a, and a bigger role. Um, so part of it is just investment, money, attention, um, and, and uh, you know, just a feeling of, like, these are the guys we're going to listen to, you know? Uh, but then after that, you know, of course, there's an infusion of technology all the way up and down in the minor leagues so that there is no player that comes to the major leagues and says, what is this machine you're having me throw in front of? And what is this game plan you're making me look at? I mean, one of the things that I think is so weird is that some organizations don't really game plan in the minor leagues as much for, with their players. So their players get to the major leagues and they're like, what do you want me to do now? Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, the better organizations are like, no, it may not, the results of this game may not matter, but we want you to get used to this process where you're looking at these heat maps, you're looking at this and this, and you're, you're throwing in front of these machines. You know what the spin rate means. You know what we're trying to do. Um, so it's about communication, uh, and it's about investment in terms of time, energy, and money. Give, give me your uh, top three teams in the AL that you think are most impacted adversely by playing 60 instead of 162? Well, I think you have to look at the Yankees and Astros uh, first because, um, you know, there's something about major league depth. There's something about their excellence, you know, 1 through 25, uh, that allows them to kind of separate over time. Um, you know, in any in any 30-game, 60-game stretch, they may only be a little bit better than everybody, but they keep doing it, and they keep doing it. And then finally they're at 100, 100 wins, that sort of thing. Um, and so when you have 60 games, not only do they have less time to separate, but then one or two bad things happen, one or two bad injuries happen, um, and things get worse. Um, they do have the upper minors talent to deal with injuries and maybe a rash of the virus. Um, they do uh, have the depth to deal with these sort of things, but there's just not the same amount of time to separate. Otherwise, um, I think a, a good asset to have, and, and this is an NL team, but the, I like how the Padres have really high, um, you know, high-end arms that are ready to go. I, I would like to see that in major league teams. I think the Yankees do have that, uh, so it's a little bit up and down for them. But um, you know, I think the Twins have some depth. I just I wonder about like guys like Smeltzer and Thorpe if they have that uh, upper end uh, ability, that upper end sort of. Uh, you know, uh, upside, I guess you could say. So, um, you know, I think the Yankees and Astros actually hurt the most. What, what, what are your thoughts on Rich Hill? Because we, when the Twins made that signing back in uh, the later winter, early spring portion, we all kind of thought, all right, that's interesting. Now he has to recover from this sort of like diet Tommy John surgery, and durability has always been an issue for him. But then when you look at when he's actually on the mound and you see – you know, he's top five or six strikeout rate among starting pitchers. His ERA is in line with a starting pitchers. Well, now that they're only playing a 60-game season and Rich Hill looks to be healthy, is it possible that the, the, the Twins could be milking the best of the Rich Hill experience here in the in the next couple of months? Yeah, yeah. I, I will have to add that part of the Rich Hill experience is uh, dropping F-bombs when his uh, command is off. We've, so. we, we've kind of noticed that without the crowd noise here. In these it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He's prolific with the F-bomb, you know. 
really is. I was at a I was at a spring training tune up where he couldn't find the fastball control. Um, and I was in the bathroom and I could hear him cursing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, and I wonder. I think some of the, the pumped in crowd noise is actually to cover some of that because uh, uh, baseball players do curse a lot. Um, you know, I think actually that that signing really worked out for them. Um, and it's one of those weird things. It's one of the few things where uh, it, the signing got better uh, over the shutdown because he had more time to um, recover. It is. Uh, not a full-time John, so the prognosis is better. It's still a major surgery, so we'll have to see uh, how that command, which is not always great, uh, how that command comes through. But, you know, there's also this thing going on with the expanded rosters and the sprint where three or four inning pitchers are going to be very valuable. So even if he can't necessarily uh, go long or keep the fastball command long enough, um, Maybe he could be a four inning pitcher that's really, really useful. Yeah. So I, I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to end up being a great signing. That is Eno Saris, top five baseball analytics writer in our minds, just like Rich Hill is a top five potentially American League starter when he's healthy. Actually, you're, you're, uh, you've been an awesome uh, guest here on Score North the past year and a half, and we're looking forward to having baseball back here. Twins and Cubs scrimmage tonight on Fox Sports North, and you can read Eno's hey. stuff at The Athletic. I had a bold prediction that I left out. Oh, Jose fire away. Barrios wins, wins the Cy Young. Wow. Whoa. Wow. wow. Talk about burying the lead. Wow. I feel, you know, I feel like, I feel like Eno is sort of calling for this. So we're going to have, we're going to have to oblige here. Yeah. Hot Take Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in hot take court. I mean, you've you've driven by a couple times yeah. going over the hot take. I want to hear it. Explain so. it. Okay, so he's working on a new curveball, and that curveball there's a concept called spin mirroring, uh, where uh, a curveball is even more effective if it mirrors the spin of the fastball. So, in effect, uh, he could have one curveball that mirrors his four seamer, and one curveball that mirrors his two seamer. Uh, the kind of more sideways curveball we've seen for a long time, and then a more vertical one. If he really has two curveballs, he becomes like a righty Rich Hill with more gas wow. and more command. Wow. Spin uh, mirroring, so, baby. That, Love it. That's a possibly that's, great take then. Yeah, yeah. I really like this idea that they were they were going to tinker with the, the curveball. I think he has another level. And the, 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 the floor is really high. I mean, we've seen this from him. He's really, really good no matter what. And, you know, it's one of these little tinkers that could get him into the great territory. Wow. There it is. That's uh, that's Eno Saris. He's on the record. Jose Barrios, spin mirroring curveball. You Darvish and Jose Barrios. Okay. I like it. You can read Eno's yeah. analytics uh, writing it's at The a, Athletic. Yeah. Theathletic.com <laughs> slash MLB. Eno, thanks for coming on, man. We'll talk to you again sometime soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, that's Wow. How about that? That's and that's not just like what we do on write that down, which is Jose Barrios is going to win the. Which sign I think award. I predicted. I did too, by the way. Okay, well we're yeah. in good shape right now. <laughs> we are. In fact, let's get to some write that down predictions. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things Keep down. Keep facts. We just guessed. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd with Rami. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write this down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's Write That Down with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. And welcome in every Wednesday on Mackie and Judd. We are the only sports talk show in America that keeps track of our predictions with batting averages and home runs. We're not just throwing stuff out there and hoping that nobody goes back and traces our steps. We trace our own steps. <laughs> we go where no sports talk platform goes in America. Here's how write that down works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable in some form. We keep track of batting averages and home runs, and listeners can participate. I know on the screen here, if you're watching on our YouTube channel or elsewhere, uh, it says you can download the Score North app and enter for your chance to play. You can also just DM me, at Phil Mackey, on Twitter, and we'll get you scheduled in. Today's participants, we're going to get to them in just a couple minutes here. Josh and Braden are the guest listener participants in Write That Down this week. But let's get to the accountability session here. We'll start with you, Judd Zolgad. All right. You came into the week with a 400 batting average chasing Declan Goff, who's batting about 500. 
And uh, you incorrectly said the Vikings will play more than two preseason games this summer, 2020. I thought it said no no more than two preseason games. Can I look that up? Listen, I'm just reading what's on the prompter. I'm pretty sure I said no no more. And it might go down to one, so I'd be be wrong. But I I swore I said... You're probably right. Yes, the Vikings will play no more than two (laughs) preseason games. All right. All right. You can take issue with the official scorekeeper. Predicted on March 27th. Take issue with the well, official scorekeeper. If it was on March twenty seventh, then then that wasn't Declan. Oh, that was Jonathan. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Jonathan. I mean, absolutely somebody just screwed up, screwing you right, over. Yeah. Uh, this affects your batting average, though. Here, so let me let me alter that real quick. Here, we'll get you an extra point in the batting average race for later. Uh, you also said the Loons will beat or draw against Real Salt Lake on Friday in the MLS Return to Play tournament. Yeah. Nil nil. <laughs> Not a lot happening in that match. By the way, that was a really hard game to watch. Nil-nil. I watched it. It was really hard to watch that game. And you said, speaking of hard to watch, you said Tiger Woods would finish outside the top 10 at yes, the Memorial I did. Tournament. And yeah. He was he lucky did. to make the cut. He was. He did. He made the cut just barely. But he was on the number. Stroke. On the number. In fact, it, at one point, it was like 30-mile-an-hour winds. The greens were like concrete. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it was bad for everybody. Nothing off the board for John Bob. Nothing off the board for Manny. Nothing off the board for Rami. I told you guys that in the Swedish Pro Soccer League, IFK <laughs> Norcopping would beat Norbro SK. You could have said anything That's you right. wanted and you would get this point because <laughs> Declan and I would not check it. Nope. 2-0. I also said Tiger Woods would finish top 10 at the Memorial, which was a little bit optimistic. Uh, listener Scott said Tiger would finish out uh, inside the top ten and ahead of Bryson DeChambeau. He got half that right. He did finish ahead of Bryson DeChambeau. Who melted down completely? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rough was tough. Like you can't just drive it in the rough. He's got to get his. But Bryson's got to calm himself, man. I think it's more fun for the sport that he doesn't calm himself. Okay, that's not a bad point. <laughs> like, we, like we need someone like I'm saying that for his own sake, shot. he should calm down. But you're right, as fans. Go crazy. Now, Declan, Declan's general thought was that Jason Day was going to have Ugh. a great Memorial Tournament. And, and he did. He finished he in the did. top five. He did, but he, he his, his bookend, his first and last rounds were, were bad. He was one stroke off going into Sunday. He was, he was six under yeah, going he, into Sunday. Declan was, never called him Jason Day. Jay Day, my boy. You said he would make the cut and shoot at least seven under at the Memorial. He did make the cut. He did finish top five, but he, fin- he was like four under par. He was par four under. Yep, so. Yeah. Okay. You said MNUFC would move on from its group stage and into the knockout stage. I got a text early this morning from Jonathan Harrison saying that because of last night's results that hey, they have there's moved my, on. There's my Ben Revere single. They're through right. in soccer parlance, guys. So these, a- through. these averages are actually wrong. Uh, Declan is 500 with no home runs. Judd is actually 434 yes. with a home run because of the point that uh, we gave him. Rami's still sitting at 400 with a home run. I'm up to 356 with two bombs. John Harrison, 243 with two bombs. Listeners, 194 with a bomb. Manny Hill, 120 with no home runs. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Let's get to the predictions here. Let's get to our guest listener predictors. Uh, Josh, are you with us? I am here. And Braden, are you with us? I am here. Awesome. Right now, you guys ready? Let's start. We'll start with Josh here. The way this is going to work is Josh, Braden, into Judd, Declan, and then back to me. Uh, Josh, is your strategy to swing for the fences, or are you going to just try and get on the board with some singles? What's going to happen today? I'm going to try and hit for average. Uh, you'll have to tell me if I'm swinging for the fences or not. Okay. Uh, Braden, what about you? Uh going to kind of spray the ball around. I got one that might uh looking for that walk-off grand slam. Oh, okay. All right. Little uh little little opposite field for a couple and then maybe try and pull one 450 down the left field line. I like it. I dig it. All right. Let's start with Josh. Write this down. Fire away. Right. We'll start with a base hit. The Twins will win the opening weekend series. All right. Is it a 3 or a 4? It's a 3 game. 3 right? game three. series, yeah. right against the White Sox. All right. So Twins will take it. Then least. day off and then home I think against the Cardinals. Write it down. You like writing things down. Braden. All right. So with Brios being named the opening day starter, he will go seven innings with at least 10 strikeouts. Oh, that's another nice opening day start. Two in a row then. That is a home run if it happens. Yeah. If you're predicting sure. seven plus innings and 10 strikeouts. Absolutely. I think that's a home run. It's pretty good. All right. Back over to Judge. Write that down. The Vikings will announce an extension of Mike Zimmer's contract before the regular season begins. I got to think at some point in time here that this goofy game comes 
to an end. I'm not saying it's going to be um, a multi-year type of extension, but they're going to announce an extension of some sort, okay, just to be clear, of Mike Zimmer's contract before the regular season kicks off whenever it does begin because we don't know for sure. So he won't be a lame duck coach going into the season. Yes, sir. All right, back to Declan Goff. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Batting average leader here. All right, KG will be a partial owner of the Wolves. And there will be another prominent sports athlete attached to that group. Ooh. So I'm saving, I'm not saying KG's going to be the prime. He's going to be a partial owner, and there'll be another prominent athlete. We'll have to. How are we defining prominent? Well, I feel like. I think, I think I, we'll know it when we see it. We'll know it when we see it. I think it's like porn. What if it's Troy Hudson? We'll know it when we see it. It's very much like porn. What if, but what if it's like, what if it's like, uh, like, like Troy Hudson? Got a couple no, million he wants to throw. I don't in. think that'll count. So you're so you're saying like uh, belong like the Barkley type of yeah, like level a, like or an all star oh, kind okay, of player, right. someone who's tight. I think it's kid, fair. Yeah. Okay, we'll judge it. We'll, we'll judge work it. through it's it. Okay. Yeah. Write this down. So you know, I'm actually just gonna. Uh, this is kind of lame, but I had this written down, and it's different from Declan's. I'm just gonna say that Kevin Garnett will wind up with a slice of Wolves ownership in 2020. I don't care if he has Troy Hudson or somebody else. Like I, I just want to go with Kevin Garnett will wind up with a slice of Wolves ownership okay. in 2020. All right. Write that down. Write this down. Back to Josh. All right, so here I'm maybe uh, hitting for a double or something. I'm just glad I get to do my predictions right before the Twins start playing again. <laughs> Amen. So write that down. The Twins will not hit more than two home runs in the game, but will win the opener this Friday. So they're going to they're gonna nickel and dime – and paper cut the White Sox, basically. So a couple, a couple Bombas, and that's it. No more than two. Yeah. No. Yep. No more than two. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. They will win. All right. Sure. Write it down. You like writing things down. Braden, you're in the batter's box. All right. The Twins will finish the season with the best record in baseball. Yeah. Yes. That's a home run. Yeah. Yep. Write this sure. down. I think I made that prediction in a forced home run segment at one point in like a parlay. Write it down. You like writing things down. To do it in a non-forced home run setting is is very bold. Over to Judd. Baseball picks uh, for me, back-to-back twins to round out my write that down, beginning with Josh Donaldson, Will Homer on Friday in the Twins opener. I like it. J.D. will hit a home run against the White Sox at what, guaranteed rate field now? Easy ballpark to homer in. All right. Mm -hmm. J.D. is going to homer on Friday for the Twins. Are you guys boys? J.D., huh? JD and I are tight because okay. we're wound tight. Like we yes. we both are wound super tight. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah. we we dress really well, hit the bars, great shape. We don't wear masks. Launching we're manly. <laughs> we're manly men. We don't wear those. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. Declan. All right, Taylor Rogers will pick up two saves in the opening series against the White Sox. Ooh. You got to change I it up. Yeah, change it up. Yeah, I got to Rogers. Why do I feel? Yeah. Did you have the same prediction? No, but it, I don't like it now. You I gotta, think that's a home run. Just keep going. I think that's a home run if Two that saves? happens. Two like, saves. That's, I, I, that's, I that's a pretty really. It's a pretty aggressive. Yeah, like first of all, it's a parlay. You're yeah, saying but the Twins are really good, and they could easily. So it's two saves. Two saves in the, ser- in the series in the three game series. Yeah. All right, it's, it's a it's a it's a. I mean, they're good. The twins are good. He's going to save a lot of that's game, right. or he should save a lot of game. Okay. That's right. Not. That's Come right. on. Write this down. Right. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Well, I'm going to take the twins' predictions to a home run level here. The twins will sweep the White Sox Ooh. this weekend. All this chatter about oh Chicago, look <laughs> at that offense. Oh, scary. The White Sox are going to overtake the division. Not so fast. The Twins will sweep the White Sox this weekend and put them where they belong, which is not quite yet at the top of the division. All right, Josh, your final prediction here on Write That Down. Go ahead. All right, well, Judd took my Josh Donaldson prediction, so I got to just go to the next one on the list. This is actually a Vikings prediction. The Vikings will not win more than eight games this season. (laughs) Wow. And Mike Zimmer will not return in 2021. Wow, parlay! I don't like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like that? Uh, so, hey, off the record, does Mike Zimmer get fired mid-season? This is not part of your prediction, but does he get fired mid-season or is, is it after the season? After the season. Okay, so they let him. They let him coach out. You know, maybe they're uh, eight, seven, and one or something again. That'd be quite the feat. Yeah, that happened. Third time yeah. in a row in Kirk's career. Uh, Josh, uh, we appreciate you coming on as a guest listener predictor. Since you have this gigantic platform right now, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that got you to this point? 
I just want to thank you guys for uh, still being on. I know uh, Judd has survived plenty of uh, co-hosts, and he's still rocking and rolling. I'm ducking. Uh, I duck a lot, Josh. uh, Quick shout-out to my dad, who's probably listening to the podcast as well. Um, But, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. That's Josh, guest listener predictor Josh. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on, man. You didn't. Can you call Braden back? I just hit the drop button. Oh, sorry boy. about that. Poor Braden. I'm sorry. Just waiting to make his last My write bad. that down well, selection. Listen, these phones are very confusing, okay? They've got cords. I was going to say they've got buttons. buttons. I don't know what yeah, this you, is. You, my friend, are no James Bond. This is like one of those rotary phones from yeah. the 70s, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, so we'll get Braden back on the line here. i got to change my last one, though. My last write that down compared to Declan's is super boring. I'm changing it. Okay. Let's get Braden back on. Sorry, Braden. It's my first time using a phone. I, I dropped you on accident. This is your final prediction, and write that down. Fire away. All right. This is my big one. Uh, in his rookie season, Krill Kaprizov will score at least 40 goals. Whoa! Accumulate at least 100 points and win the Calder Memorial Trophy. There you go. Wow! Whoa! Oh my God, that's awesome! I think I just been fired from Judd's hockey show. Yeah, you want to join me today? And talk about the wild. Amazing. See you, Declan. Bye. Good, Amazing. Good work. Uh, yeah, this is Judd's hockey show. It's actually Braden's hockey yeah, show. Wait, 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 forty goals, forty goals, one hundred points, and the Calder. Well, yeah, of course he's going to win the Calder. Dude, I love it. I love Braden knocking the cleat, off, knocking the dirt off of his cleat, yes. stepping into the box. Such a home run right there. That's a grand slam, baby. Swinging for the fences, uh, Braden. Since you have this platform, would you like to thank anyone in your life that got you to this point? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to follow Josh. You know, I'd like to thank you guys for uh, getting us through these tough times. I know it's been tough for for you as well, but just coming in day in and day out and giving us something to uh, enjoy. We take it one day at a time here, one segment at a time. We appreciate it. I love to write that down, man. That was great. Good job. Thank you. Write this down. Braden, take care, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, you guys have a good day. All right, that's uh, that's Braden, guest listener predictor. Wow. Well, that is, that is a swing. 40 a, goals, 100 nice points. Meatball. Calder shoo-in with those Amazing. statistics. That is, Write it down. You like writing a, things down. PT's walk-off grand slam. I would say that is a that is a walk-off grand For slam. For sure. Oh, that yeah. is a 600-foot home run. Yeah. All right, Judd Zolgad, your final prediction. Okay, my, my last one was going to be about Rodgers as well, but it was going to be he was going to get a save on Friday, and oh, Declan trumped that yeah. big time. That's really boring, so I'm going to change it. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm deleting it. Do not take that down because I'm changing to a Wolves one. The Wolves will buy the Timberwolves from Glenn Taylor. Seems logical. They mm-hmm. will buy the team, and then by, by extension, years from now, they will get a new building right by U.S. Write this down. Oh, is that, is that, whoa, is that whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa. hey there. That's no. verbally was binding. It? That's verbal. Well, convert- but it's going it, to take too much it, time. Is it verbally binding? It, the problem is it's going to take too much time. Okay, so you're just going with the first part. Yes, because okay. I, I would go with the second part, but that's probably going to take eight years, ten years. Ooh, yeah. hashtag phrase. And I feel like I might not be on this station in okay. ten years. Okay. I mean, I'm buying time I mean, constantly. You can you have a podcast if you want. I'll, yeah. have a new, I'll have a new co- I'll have another co-host. I'll be on my favorite co-host. <laughs> All right, Dex, your final prediction. Uh, yeah, Matthew Wolf will finish top 10 in the 3M Open this weekend. Matthew okay. Wolf, top 10. I forgot about open. 3M Open until now. Thank yep. you. I always do. Write this down. I'll, I'll make a 3M prediction as well Okay, to round us out here and write that down. Former Minnesota Gopher, Eric Van Ruyen. That's Eric Van R-O-O-Y-A-N. Will finish nice. top five at the 3M Open this weekend. Eric Van Urien, top five at the 3M Open this weekend. Former Gopher, you said? Yeah. Yep. But Former Gopher, for like ten years ago. Australian. Is that correct? Uh, and he's a he's on the, he? he's on the tour, huh? Oh, he's, he's oh no, he, yeah. Cool. He's yeah. Starch me did a piece on him two days ago. Write this down. There it is. Write right. it down. You like writing things wrong. down? Those are write that down predictions every single week on this show, every Wednesday. And if you want to be part of it, if you want to be a guest listener predictor like Josh or Braden, just hit me up. Just DM me. My DMs are open, even if I don't follow you at Phil Mackey on Twitter, and we will make it happen. So uh, we'll wrap with Roycey to wrap this episode in just a second. You want to do Dennis Kirk now? Yep. Yeah. Do now. Can I- <laughs> 
quick thank you to DennisKirk.com for supporting Score North and Mackie and Judd. It is a little crazy out there, but one thing you can do is get out and ride, and Dennis Kirk will make sure your motorcycle is running and looking its best. DennisKirk.com is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. Whether you ride a Harley, Cruiser, sports bike, dirt bike, any type of motorcycle, they have what you need. Over 160,000 products in stock and ready to ship today. DennisKirk.com not only offers a huge in-stock selection, but also guaranteed best prices, fast same-day shipping, and a satisfaction guarantee. They truly are the best in the business. Order by 8 p.m. and get it tomorrow. $89 order ship free, and they pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products. DennisKirk.com. Order today. Get it tomorrow. Patrick James Royce, what's happening with you today? Oh, uh, not too much. I sent out an inflammatory uh, tweet on that idiot Kevin Garnett. <laughs> just up to Glenn Taylor now. It uh, is kind of I funny guess. how the rhetoric has I gone went, from Glenn Taylor then, can can oh, die yeah. on a... But then you praised the Wolf, so it all e- evens out. Praised him? I did not praise <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, somebody said it makes sense for the Wolf to buy him. Yeah, they already screwed us once on a stadium. What do you want now? So, okay. I don't know who ends up with them, but uh, you know, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad there's nothing in there about Glenn selling his other uh, property right downtown there. So that's good. That's good. Anyway, uh, I uh, just think of that. What you get for him? You get for a NBA team in a uh, in a smaller market that hasn't had success. In a in an older arena that's been remodeled, and you get one point two billion dollars. Yeah, so so he bought it for what again? For nine hundred ninety million. Ninety million. But, but uh, that's you know, I yeah, I can guarantee you when he bought it, he had no idea that the TV riches that would come upon the NBA. Now, are all these contracts for TV signs he hasn't delivered? Is, is are these? Places still going to get the same money when the pandemic's over. I think there are discuss like there's been some reports about discussions between TV like TV. This is a couple months ago. There were some reports about TV networks putting pressure on leagues, saying, "Hey, if you don't play the games, but that's why they're finishing up rights fees." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we're yeah, that's why they're finishing. What we're discovering is they feel like the rest of us feel about early season NBA and NHL games. They aren't that important. Right. <laughs> those, those first 20 or 25 don't mean anything, and they don't mean anything to TV, that's for sure, because uh, all the money is uh, that uh, NBA gets huge money, and NHL gets some money, and apparently it's tied to the playoffs. So that's that's why we're getting playoffs. It's going to be weird, though, isn't it? Like the NBA starting their season on Christmas, and the NHL starting on January 1st. It's going to be strange. I'm, uh, it I'm, could be I'm brilliant, though, Pat. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not opposed. I yeah, it I'm could work out. Yeah, yeah. So what? Okay, what? so what? If if the Wilfs wind up buying the Timberwolves, what do you think? Like, do you think it leads to more interest, a new arena in that large open pasture that's sort of sitting downtown Minneapolis? Like, what what happens if the Wilfs uh, buy well, this somebody's team? Somebody's got to pay off what the city put into that arena. Though, I mean, the target they just spent. Over a hundred million in there. Yeah, right? put a few more electronic yeah. pull you know tabs they, in the in the bars. They should have imploded it and built a new building. Yeah, but they didn't. I know, the but not happy. Is, the reality is, somebody's got to pay off the debt. By the way, Minneapolis Ziggy's already in their pocket for three hundred million plus interest. Right? They're going to be by the time the U.S. Bank Stadium is paid off. Uh, with interest, uh, Minneapolis will spend have spent six hundred some million dollars on that thing over the over the thirty year life of the thing. Now, now we're going to make a deal with those uh, gentlemen to uh, if they want to build an arena in the empty lot, go ahead and build it. You know how much I'm giving them the same amount of money as St. Paul gave the soccer team if they want to build a new basketball arena. Nothing, right? New roads, a new road. They get a new road and electricity. <laughs> right and by the armory. And we're going to run a water pipe in there and uh, electricity. That's it. They ain't getting the armory, man. My guy, uh, Nas, has spent 25, 30, 
$40 no, dollars remodel. But that Star that. Tribune Park is perfect place. Well, you can't steal the park, the city park. That yeah, you gave everybody. Yeah, what do you mean you can't? Yeah, parks all over the place. What do you mean you can't? It's 2020. <laughs> I tell them to get off that park land, they get off the park There's land. There's parks well, everywhere. They could build it across the street, right? Yeah. On, uh, on uh, where they got the parking lot, <laughs> right? I, I don't know, but. They, I don't know. You, 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 they aren't going to buy it out of the goodness of their heart. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. You know, these guys have old. These guys got ninety-five-year-old widows. Sort of. <laughs> they, uh, they are not. Uh, you know, they're not going to be that kind about it. What are we going to? I, I got to ask you guys. I keep thinking I was driving over to St. Paul the other day. You drive by the. The big dome. You drive by Allianz Field. How are you know? I mean, Target Field. They were bragging about how, uh, boy, with uh, you know, we we're paying this thing off early with this little tax we had on it. We're giving money to libraries. What are we going to do with all these damn stadiums? You know, when there's no money coming in. It's uh, it is uh, this is things unbelievable. You know, the what is. What's Bill McGuire's checkbook look like? He's pay, making all his payments on Allianz Field and yeah. doesn't have any games. He yeah. hasn't had sold a beer all year. I think that that might be exactly, Patrick, why Glenn is saying to himself, it might be a good time to sell right now. Because if, if you oh, get yeah. a billion dollars. Zero interest yeah. in his team right now. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, that's true. But it, Kevin Garnett, A, uh, he's such a business genius that he had one of his buddies steal $77 million from him and then went to court and testify it be his behalf. He's got, uh, he had a uh, brutal battle with his uh, ex-wife of 14 years, Saint, uh, what's her name? Whatever she is, whatever her name is. Uh, nice, nice gal that he had, he, he, she supposedly had a prenup. So she, he'd been, Battle. He was battling her, trying to pay her nothing, basically, and uh, you know, just child support. So he doesn't. I mean, what's he got? You know, hundred million max. Yeah, he's yeah he's yeah. he's going to have to be he's going to he have to be the in, the minority owner for sure. Yeah, like oh, yeah. he's not he's not buying. And I don't think, like, for people asking, uh, it doesn't sound like KG is part of the Wilfs group to buy the team because no, they don't no. need his money. But maybe they could bring him in as a as a minority owner or something. As a figurehead, yeah, they could. That'd be yeah. good PR for them, probably. Yeah. So. Now, I did see a story in terms of what do you do with stadiums, Patrick? That the Green Bay Packers are expecting five to ten thousand fans per game at Lambeau Field this year. That's their expectation. So they are going to allow some cheeseheads to circle around uh, Lambeau Field. Well, that'll be if things stay the same. Is that what we're saying? There's, do we think? That a month from now it's going to be better. I don't think we know. We're in, I know. We don't They're just know guessing. We're, we're in the great unknown, and uh, you know who uh, you know when uh, when Trump has to come out and said, "Okay, I've been a complete moron. Wear a mask." Uh, you know that uh, the projections here because what were they telling us like last spring? Well, when the second wave comes in the fall. Uh, July 20th is not the fall, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, it, it, it's getting worse, so I, I don't know where we're headed here. But uh, uh, go Oxford University, huh? Come on. Somebody yeah. somebody find somebody that somebody vaccine? Gives, somebody gives us a big old needle we can stick in our ear. Hey, Pat, I, I thought the Trumpsters said that, that when it got hot outside, this was going to eliminate the virus and we'd all be fine in the summertime. Yeah. Especially in Florida, they were saying. I say, well, heck, you know, worst comes to worst, I can go down to Florida and uh, <laughs> we'll have that heat and humidity. That'll kill it. Uh, I told you, my uh, my chief consultant on the virus, uh, a relative of mine who uh, maintains close, uh, uh, I guess, close attention to every conspiracy on this thing, there is coming through air conditioning. Really. Yes. That's Legionnaire's the, disease. That's the one she's heard. Wow. Florida would be something of a problem. Oh, I'm, I might be in trouble, boys. <laughs> you, you got the window choice. unit. You got your choice. The virus 
of being found suffocated <laughs> laying on the floor. Uh, Drowning in humidity wow. in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm not saying this is fact, but if you ever get two days of relaxation and kind of think that uh, we, we're, we're going in the right direction, I'll give you this gal's number. She'll get you terrified in 10 minutes. Perfect. Sounds good. Gone. That'd be great. She, yep. She gets you all. <laughs> she gets you nervous as hell. Twins, Cubs tonight. I'm watching. I don't know about the rest of you guys. I'm in. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. In watching. For sure. Watching. I got the scorebook out. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, we will recap the Twins-Cubs scrimmage with you on Friday and preview actual baseball against the White Sox. All right, Pat. See you later. Let's wrap it with Roycey. Always. uh, Nothing but good things to say about KG and the Wolves. Always high-quality conversation with Pat. Um, Yeah, he loves KG and loves the Wolves. (laughs) Can't stand both of them so much. (laughs) Boy, if they were to join forces, KG as the figurehead, the Wolves as the money. So I got a tweet about this last night, too. And Roycey just said it. For years and years and years, I'm talking about, I think, to the 30s or 20s. I think the 30s, okay? A newspaper building stood on the ground of that park across the street from the Mm -hmm. stadium now. And you know what? They built the stadium, the area. They built the park. That's fantastic. But what's this stance? You can't take the park away. I got something last night on Twitter about, like, wetlands or the park. It's been there for like five yeah. years. It's been there for five years, and there's literally a park called Gold Medal Park that's yep. four blocks down the street from it. That's bigger, better. It's got a river view. It's amazing. But like, do Great you? Park. It's 2020. Do you really think they're going to say, "Oh my God, we've had this gorgeous"? I mean, it's not Central Park. Yeah, it's. We're also not like it's not a Minnesota State Park that we're cutting no. into. Here. We're not. Yeah, we're not going up to like Grand Marais. And- I got to be honest. New Wolves Arena or Park. I'm taking the brand new spanking new building. But then what happens to the the area where the Target Center is now? What what goes into that um, vacant spot? If the Wolves own the land towards US Bank Stadium, my answer to you is they don't care. Right. So Target Field would essentially stand alone stand alone down there. Yeah, they'd, they'd have they, to find something to, to do. And but to be clear, I'm talking like eight years. I'm talking this would take time, okay? Yeah. It wouldn't be done. Um but my guess is that the Wolves would be very happy to put a basketball arena by the football stadium. And my guess is they own a ton of that land. And then all of a sudden, all of that traffic is shifted potentially down to the downtown east. It makes a lot of financial sense none, from their standpoint. None of this happens, though, because like part of the financial sense would be we're also like getting seven steps ahead of this year. But, That's what we do. But they, life. they would not be able to get public funding for a new basketball arena unless the Timberwolves were good at basketball for a long period of time sure. and like maybe even championship good. I mean, look what happened with the Warriors. They were kind of meh for a long time. All of a sudden, they become this dynasty team, and it was like, there and I don't actually don't know what I don't know if the public helped fund that. I don't know what the situation is with that that new arena, Oracle Arena, is that what it's called? Yes. Um, but I know that like it's a lot easier to get fans and taxpayers to say, oh, what the hell, we'll give you $400 million in taxpayer money to watch this championship team flourish. Mm-hmm. Now, the Vikings, that's the thing. The Vikings weren't championship good, but they've always been entertaining, interesting, and well, flirting with championships. And they can and, threaten to move. And that The problem too. is if, if the Wolves came, if, uh, if Glenn came to us tomorrow and it's like, okay, I, I need help, or Seattle, or Vegas, here the franchise comes, a lot of people now would be like, oh, that's too bad. We Peace lost. Yeah. yeah. But the Wilfs, this is where the Wilfs, like if the Wilfs buy the Timberwolves, because they own the Vikings mm-hmm. and they want to be in good standing with fans, the they would not move the Timberwolves. No. So their leverage, like when they just owned the Vikings and they were playing the, well, I mean, Los Angeles is looking for a team card. <laughs> and they went and parked their plane. It was legitimate. In California. Yeah, it was legitimate. Absolutely. Um, because they've already gone down that path and, they, and they've built up goodwill with Vikings fans, I don't think they have the leverage to say, well, I don't know, Seattle over here. No, I don't think they would, but, but what they have is, and this is the smartest thing, and, and I think it become, it's because they are uh, land people. As real estate guys, think about this. They are incredibly patient. Mm-hmm. Like this Vikings thing, Red, Red just bailed. Like Red's like, screw it, can't mm-hmm. get it done Clearly, he didn't want to try, and I don't know why, but he didn't try and move the team. Perhaps he got blocked or something behind the scenes. But the Wilfs, if you think about the Vikings thing, like that was 2005 to win, 2015, mm-hmm. 16. They're very patient. Yeah. And so, and the unfortunately, the Wolves are a team you have to be patient with. And I, I would say that 
right now, I agree with you. If they were to say, actually, you know what? Sorry, Wolves fans, but like we are going to move this team to Seattle unless we don't get a new arena. I don't think they would have enough momentum. Like there wouldn't be enough of an oh my god, don't move the Wolves. Save crowd. the Wolves, yeah. no. But if they became There'd more be interesting, I would be there first in line. You'd be heartbroken. 100%. Yes. So all right, that's a wrap on this episode of Mackie and Judd. We appreciate you listening, and uh, don't forget Action Movie Rewind, Judd's first ever Bond movie, Casino Royale, this Friday on the show. So make sure in these next forty eight hours or so. If you want to follow along with us, go watch that movie. Go find it somewhere on the internet and uh, and hang with us. We'll see you next time. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.